Are you a sneakerhead? Yeah, boy! A baller? Ballin'. Want to know about the hottest brands you can lace up and run with? Well, get ready, because we got all the details right here. Nice take by James. Oh, he stops! LeBron James puts it down in the face of James Johnson. Kevin Durant way outside. Delivers! Kevin Durant from downtown. It's a six-point game. And it goes off to Kobe. Good to ride Kobe underneath. Puts his nose on the line again. Makes the basket. He's fouled. Oh, what a play. And Kobe, after he was fouled, after the ball nestled in the net, he waved to a cameraman down in front. Says, take my picture, baby. Sixers running the break. Iverson accelerating to the jam. It's kicks and bricks where we got game on the streets, and on the court. Money's gotta be the shoes. Shoes, shoes, shoes. shoes. You sure it's not the shoes? I'm sure, Mars. Money's gotta be the shoes. And here's your host, Jamel Cutler. Welcome to a new edition of Kicks and Bricks. Pulling up today is a guy who's truly an inspiration to us all. You probably seen him in a DJ booth, or you probably seen him at Lakers game. My main man, Papa Joe. What's up, Joe? How you doing? I'm right. Thanks. Um, thank you for joining us. Before we get into the NBA, like I want you to tell us about your weight loss journey all those years ago. Sure. Uh, thank you so much for having me. By the way. Um, um, a few years ago, I was featured in a music video called Last Night a DJ Saved My Life. Uh, it became a top 10 Billboard dance hit. And unfortunately, at the time, I mean, for my love of music, um, I didn't like the way I looked in the video. I didn't like the way that I felt. That was uncomfortable, unhappy, unhealthy. And I just was in, I had this opportunity to do music. And, and then all of a sudden, you know, I looked, I was 450 pounds. And they didn't like the way that I looked. Um, actually, I have uh, here. <clears throat> That's what I used to look like. You see that? Yeah. So, so the music video was sort of like your breaking point. If you didn't oh, do that, it was my wake up call. <laughs> it was my wake up call. I mean, basically, the song was called "Last Night a DJ Saved My Life," but actually, music was what I say saved my life. But yeah, it was my wake up call. So. So in kind of a weird way, that video kind of saved your life because it kind of forced you to like get back into shape a little bit. Uh, you mean get back in, no, not get back into shape, get into shape, period. <laughs> I mean, from the picture that it showed you, I've been like that all my life. I've been like that for like 30 some years. I, I literally grew up coming out of my mom's room and going from, from small to husky or extra large or 2X literally within, within uh, the first five minutes. I don't know what it was like, what it's like to be where I'm at right now. I mean, to be honest with you, here, these are my pants. Can you see that? Those, those are your pants from before? Yeah. You see the size? <laughs> I mean, just how, look at that. Wow, that's a big difference. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can't even really fit in the screen, but that's, 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 these were the pants. Um, so what happened was after, um, you know, just being miserable. And just like I said, I was tired, unhappy, uncomfortable, and unhealthy. And I just said, you know what? 
I got to figure out what I'm going to do. So I asked myself, what was the easiest exercise that I can do when I was walking? So with, uh, you know, basically uh, grabbing my tennis shoes and my dance music every morning, uh, I got up, walked out the door and started walking. And I didn't stop. And within that 18 month period, I was able to walk off over 250 pounds. How many miles a day did you walk? Uh, I walked up to five miles a day. But what I did was I had to do it in increments because I mean, being 450 pounds or that size at the time, um, I couldn't do it. So, but what I did was when the song came out on the billboard charts, as it increased in, in, in the number, I would walk further to a further newsstand and go pick it up so that I could keep it as a keepsake for myself. And, and uh, so when it debuted at 24 and got to number six, I was walking up to five miles, but literally the very first time around the block, I just literally one time, that's all I could do. And then after that, I was able to increase it on a, on a, on a, on a, on a motivational kind of, uh, uh, increased it like on a kind of like on a motivational tip. And then uh, that was what I used for my motivation. So every time the label contacted me, it was like, oh my gosh, you're at number 16. I'm like, oh, new newsstand. <laughs> <laughs> so I would walk to that newsstand and go pick it up again. And just, and then, like I said, it would five miles. And then that's how long it would take me. It'd take me up to an hour and a half. I literally get up every morning at seven o'clock, like clockwork every morning and walk out the door. So what was like the toughest part of your weight loss journey? Was it like the mental aspect or was yeah. it like kind of like the physical? Uh, it was all mental for me because I'm an emotional eater. I eat with my feelings. Uh, you cut me off in traffic. I'm, I'm pissed. <laughs> and I, I gravitate towards food. But I, I had to figure that out because I didn't know what my triggers were at the time. I was stuck in this cycle of this eating pattern of just eating bad things and making bad choices. And I didn't know how to do it. So what I did was I came up with um, like a solution called the three W's and that's what, when, why. So I was trying to figure out like as far as the challenge with it being mental, you know, for me it was figuring out why I was eating certain foods that I was eating. Why was I eating all this junk food? So I had to figure out and that's why I'm able to sit here and explain to you now, uh, my trigger was uh, just, it was all emotional. So it was all mental for me. And that was the hardest part was getting over it, was figuring out how to get over it. But like I said, it was those three W's that kind of got me through kind of figuring out at the moment for myself why I was kind of stuck in the pattern that I was in. What year was this? This was like, I want to say 2014, maybe? Uh, no, this it ended, it ended all, every, my weight loss journey was 2011 to 2013 overall and then just the progression of everything else that's taken a place the book and everything else that i've written um yeah all that's been taking place within the last couple of years oh so that was so that was kind of like on the back end of the lakers championship glory of the um, oh yeah yeah oh this is all but i mean everything every, everything else yeah everything else has come out of that i mean as far as like like the book that I wrote, you know, I wrote a book called Balancing the Scale. So I'm really, really happy about that too as well. And that's just kind of like a little, um, a little um, book that I put out to try to help people, number one, so they don't fall into kind of the same pitfalls that I've fallen into. And then number two, is just kind of remembering that as you're kind of going through any type of weight loss journey or health journey, it's not about the weight that you lose, it's about the life that you gain. All right, excuse me. So, um. 
so like you mentioned mental toughness and um which brings me to the Lakers. Like AD is mm-hmm. out for like a few weeks. Yep. Achilles heel. Like, like how do you see this um impacting the Lakers moving forward? Well, even for someone like AD, you know, he's out. Um someone's gotta step up to the plate. But him as an athlete, he's gonna take care of himself. You know, and that's the point about, you know, and being part of that team and being a team player. He's got to take care of himself because he's that missing part piece of that team. I mean, he's part of the starting lineup. So, I mean, as far as the Lakers are concerned, he's just got, as far as him being a team player, he's just got to stay up on his game and be healthy. You know, yeah. and, that, and that's, that goes for anybody because pretty much anybody that's on that team or anybody that's on the Lakers, it's all, it's all, it's all a functioning. It's all a functioning. Everybody's got their, everybody's got their part and everybody's got their piece and what they were supposed to do. And, and, you know, for him, you know, obviously it's tough being the Achilles heel. I don't know how you're gonna get through that, but um, <laughs> that's a, that's a tough physically. But I mean, as far as mentally and physically, just staying on top of your game, it's hard overall. You know, just to stay positive and you know stay in good spirits. But you know, I think anybody, they, any any team can get through a bad scenario or a bad situation. They just you just everybody just gotta do their part. And for him, you know, uh. He's just got to take care of himself so that he's able to get back up to the level that he is or he was and, and get back on the team. I mean, like, he's he's only going to be out for a month, so I think he should be okay. As long as, yeah. as, long as he's healthy for, like, the playoff stretch. Correct. That, Correct. That's Correct. really important for them. But, again, you know, it's easy to slip back into some old habits. You know, you're wounded, you're hurt, you know, uh, you feel, you doubt yourself. You don't know if you're capable of getting back. I mean, yeah, he's out for a month, but there's no guarantee because there's still the physical therapy that you got to go through and all that stuff like that. So there's always, there's always pit holes and, and pitfalls to like slipping back into old habits. So uh, luckily for him, his injuries don't, like you said, it's a month. So he shouldn't be too laxy-daisy on some of his, uh, uh, the mental aspect of the game and stuff like that and staying focused. But yeah, it's easy to slip slip when you have physical uh, ailments and stuff like that, especially as an athlete, you know, because you get comfortable. You're like, oh, I ain't got to, I don't have to work out today. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and trust me, I've been in those situations, so I know. <laughs> you know, my only concern for the Lakers is that they might fall back, like so far back in the standings. Like it might be an uphill climb, like going into the playoffs. But you know what though? But there's too many. There's too many. There's too many other um, talented people, and and they they just got a good team. They vibe well together, and they just know how to play, and they know how to move the ball around around the court. You know, like I said, each person has their abilities and knows what they're good at. And that, for me, the Lakers, they just know how to the, the dynamics of the players and the dynamics of the game. They just know how to. They just know how to work good. I I. I have a feeling they're going to be back again. Championship again if LeBron and everybody else stay on board. They good. <laughs> you're not scared, like, say, <laughs> you're not scared, like, say, if they finish the sixth seed and then, like, they have to play on the road for the whole playoffs. You're, like, you're not scared of that type of nah. scenario because Take of it again. these injuries? Nah. Take it again. I have a feeling. Trust me. They know the game too well. They know how to play it, and they know themselves, and they know their abilities, and they just they know their strengths and weaknesses as a as a as a unit, and that's what I that's what I like about the Lakers is that 
And that's what I like about any sport, team sports, is knowing your players, even for football. But I mean, we talk about basketball, but yeah, but I mean, it's just knowing your team unit and what your what the capabilities are of, of the team members. But I have a feeling the Lakers just dominate. They just know how to play the game. You, you know, know and, you know, there's like some potential free agents that's like that's about to be on the market. Like, like I think Blake Griffin might be a good um insurance policy just in case. But, in, much, yeah. but in his case, he's injury prone too. So exactly. it's kind of a catch twenty two. Very yeah. much so. And on top of that, they're getting up in age too as well. So they ain't gonna be around much longer. So they're gonna have to start looking for these young bucks. <laughs> you know, um, I read a stat the other day that said Blake hasn't dunked since 2019. That's what I'm and, saying. And for me, that's hard to like imagine because I mean he's a good player, he's a very talented player. You know, I, I wish he I wish he was able to get on a team that you know could could utilize his talents more, but yeah, like you say, yeah, then dunk went to that what two thousand two years? Yeah, two years, man. And back in the day, he was dunking on everybody. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but I mean, and see, but again, even for someone like that, you know, fall, falling back into you know any type of old habits or bad habits or anything like that, it's easy for these 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 players to slip or anybody to slip for that matter. But you know what? Um, I think. Uh, you know, I know as far as where Blake is concerned, anybody like that, as far as that healthy mindset, they probably got that on lock. Um, it's pretty much they just want to play the love of the game, you know, and want to get out there and play. But again, it's that longevity of how long you're going to how long you're going to make it last. And again, for for everybody or anybody. And that's even one of the things that I want to talk to you about is even in the book that I wrote. Um, there's, like I said, there's two things you got to focus on. One is your health and wellness and one is your goals and dreams. And both of them require motivation. You know, and speaking of goals and dreams and motivation, there's the other LA team that like the Clippers, like they have like last year, they had the perfect team to win it all. But but I don't know how and how in the world they they just collapse. Like, do you see like them kind of having their own redemption story or at least try to have their own redemption story? You know like, what? I feel fantasy matchup with with the Lakers in the conference finals? You know what? The Clippers have always been a redheaded stepchild here in California. <laughs> they get treated like the redheaded stepchild. They get treated so bad out here. It's not even funny. Um, and, and, and I bow my head down to that because, um, I mean, they just really have been trying to, uh, you know, just mask themselves up uh, with the Lakers and they just can't do it. They just can't do it. I mean, I really do. I've been, I mean, I, I've gone to a couple of Clippers games myself and it's just not the same. Um, and I, I just don't know. I mean, I hope they can have a redemption story because I do. I like the Clippers too. But again, I, there's just the redhead stepchild of the Lakers. You know, it's like, oh, you want to see a basketball game or you want to see a game? You know, it's literally, it's almost like watching uh, baseball versus watching T ball. <laughs> Like, but, so, so do you see them like reaching the conference finals this year? No, no, not even the conference finals. Nope, nope, <laughs> nope. That's that's what I'm saying. That's how bad because unfortunately, they just don't have the right players on their team to work with and they don't know how to work together as a team and and as a unit and bring it, bring it all home and realizing what the goal I think too many people are trying to showboat, you know, and, and popularity contests and too many egos are getting in it and no one's really focused on what they got to do and the job at hand is play ball. 
I mean, so that's one of the reasons. That's one of the main reasons why I don't think that the Clippers are ever gonna. They will ever. They they if they do get somebody that comes in there and coaches them right, I think they could do it. But they don't have the right unit right now. Like on paper, I think that uh, they could. Um, on paper, performance wise and player wise, I mean, yeah. they got some good people. They got some good people on the team, but. You know who they need to kind of like stabilize that whole team? They need to get Chris Paul back. He's at the end of his career. Like the Correct. Clippers, they're in a um, do or die situation. Correct. I think CP can kind of help them with the mental toughness mm-hmm. of the game. Mm-hmm. Good. But see, they, they, they need a strong player. They, they don't, Blake wasn't it, you know, unfortunately. Uh, he tried, he just wasn't strong enough at the time. Uh, you know, and I, I maybe. Hey, who knows? I, I'll say though, is that's that's the thing is, in someone like the team, like the Clippers, they just keep trying to constantly, just keep trying to go after it, keep trying to get a couple of heavy hitter players so that they can they can make it, you know, or try to make something for themselves, but just can't do it. I, I you know, again, I, I I feel for some reason there is a a black cloud over the Clippers. <laughs> there always has been, and I don't know why. I and mean, they've tried to redeem themselves, they just can't do it, unfortunately. I'm a Lakers fan to the end. I, I mean, I like I said, I'll go watch the Clippers every now and then, but eh. <laughs> I don't get excited when they come on TV. Trust me, I'm DVR and uh, Lakers to get game for sure. <laughs> Sad. Uh, all right, so like, I think like the Lakers' biggest roadblock this year is going to yep. be Utah. Like, they have the best record in the league. They do. You no, know, um, Donovan Mitchell in my book, he's MVP, but he's not on like nobody's MVP ladder. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but um, but yet. I think that team, that's going to be the Lakers' biggest roadblock because Denver, like, they're not the same team as last year. I thought Murray was going to take a big step, but he hasn't. Nah. So, it's, it's, and and like you said with the Clippers, like, they're just going to end up choking anyway. Good. So, Good. <clears throat> yeah, so I think it's going to be Utah and the Lakers Look. in the conference finals. <laughs> Look, just get, just get us to the All-Star game. Get us some all-star players, put everybody together in one room, and that's your magic team. And those guys know how to do it. <laughs> and that's that's the team. Well, that's that's your winning team. You know what I'm saying? Utah and everybody else, but get put everybody, put it, put all the magic celebrities, put all the top celebrities together on one team, and, and then to make that the team. You know, <laughs> we got the Olympics coming up, so that 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 will be culmination of all the all the teams together to be able to, to put together one big unified group but um yeah I, I to be honest with you I've always been a, a Laker fan I just, I just I can't break away I can't break away you can't there's just nothing I just a diehard Laker fan I'm sorry to the end I mean through Kobe everybody it's just I've just been a fan I just I can't break away I look at other teams I I check out their leagues I check out the playing cards just I just even even if Lakers suck that year, I'm just like, no. <laughs> so you was riding out with the Lakers like after the Kobe years when when they had Robert Sacre and um, all of it. Clarkson. All of it. Even through Jordan years, I've been riding for Lakers. Even 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 when Bulls won championships back then, I still was a Lakers fan. So I've been a diehard Lakers fan for a while. I mean, I've been I've been through the trenches with them, but uh, no, they 
they're a good team, and I like that they won this year. And again, they're gonna bring it home again next year. I, I'm, I'm, I'm putting my money on that one. <laughs> How was it um, to see that um, the Lakers won last year, and they it was like, great, and loved they, it, and they dedicated that whole title run to Kobe. Couldn't ask for anything more. I mean, the city here. I mean, I live in Los Angeles, so I live in Hollywood. So the city was, uh, it was on fire. You know, um, it was sad. It was, the, but. It was on fire when they won, but I mean, uh, and Kobe's just been a big inspiration to here in LA. So it's it's it was sad, humbling, but but uh, glorifying for you know for the game and for champions to come, you know, and and to do it in his honor and his in his memory, um, you know, it was it was a class act for them to do that. I really do. You know, and it sucked that that Kobe wasn't here to to be able to see this because, like, the last time they won, he was on the team. Oh yeah. And, um, so yeah, so it was like kind of a sad but beautiful thing at at the same time. Exactly, exactly. You know, and 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 uh, and I, and I think it made them stronger for it to be honest with you, as a team and as a unit. You know, I I really do believe that you know something like that, something tragic like that happening is just going to make the group stronger as a whole. And as long as ain't nobody uh, drafted or, or traded, we good. <laughs> <laughs> I think another another playoffs is in the works. So yeah, I think that they'll be able to overcome any type of tragedy like that and 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 move forward, you know, and just, and, and keep it going. You know, again, they've got to deal with the injuries and, and anything else that comes into play, but I do really do believe they've got a good unit and they know how to work it, so. Right, right. And, and they're also the best defensive team or or one of the best defensive teams in the league. So if push come to cert, um, shove, if they can't score, they can just shut you down. True, 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 true. Let's happen. All right. All right. So you have LA out West. Like, who do you have coming out the East this year? Nobody that I like. I'm going to be honest with you. Nobody. <laughs> You don't Straight think Brooklyn, Brooklyn nope. is a viable threat to you guys? None of them. None of them. Nope. None of them. No. I, I, I can't. Just no. You're just playing with two people that just, they too skilled in the game. I mean, LeBron is just, he's just, he's, he is another Kobe. He is another Jordan. It's just, he's just this, 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 this he's it right now. You know, he just knows how to play the game, you know, and, and then anybody that's been playing it that long, different plays and patterns, you know, it's just come second nature. You just can't, you just can't beat that. You can't beat experience like that. That's you know? true. But, but if they run up against Brooklyn, I like, I don't think LA has enough firepower to stop KD, Kyrie and James Harden. Even if like James Harden is struggling. Yeah. Like they still have KD and Kyrie. Like who's stopping Kyrie? Nobody. In LA, nobody. Nobody, nope, but we good. <clears throat> but that's that's everything, you know, as far as basketball is concerned. And, you know, again, back to, back, to, back to this, you know, again, it's all about being healthy. It really is. It's all about being healthy. It's about maintaining a good positive outlook on life and doing what you love to do. These guys love to play, but they can't do it if they're hurt or injured or unhealthy. And that's one of the reasons, that's what we were talking about in the beginning is, is, is it being healthy and, and keeping that physical and mental stability so that you're able to do what you love to do, you know, so. You know, speaking of health, 
like how do you feel about the all-star game being played this year like nobody wants to play but the nba like they they want to push forward and fulfill like the tv contracts i understand the business aspect of it but um like nobody wants to play this year they tired we in a pandemic (laughs) 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 they tired they tired they tired again because it's all of age and and just the physicality of what it takes to to do play the game and play the sport. You know, there's a lot of different people just think you just go out and dribble the ball and go run up and down a court. No, you know, there's different there's different skill levels to what they do. You know, and they had to master it. So, like I said again, if as long as they're not health if they're not healthy, none of this matters. That's why it's important for people to stay healthy or athletes to stay healthy and stay in good shape and stay positive so they're able to continue to do what they love and are passionate to do. I like to produce, I like music, I like, you know, things, different things, but if I don't eat healthy or, and, and I gain all my weight back, it's all, it was all work, it was all work for nothing. I, I really did, you know, you really don't care about what you don't, what you don't, what you're not happy about if you're not taking care of yourself and so that's what these guys got to do same thing and that goes for everybody for salt right and that attitude can like kind of propel a team to the championship and if they don't have an attitude like that it can kind of propel them like to choke just like the clippers did or or not or not even are we we, we still talking about basketball we're talking about each other uh, personal because personal a little bit of both a little bit of both, because personal, uh, well, that's, but see, that's what I'm saying is, 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 is getting to this level is, is these guys are masters at what they do. It's not just something like, again, it's not just dra- dra- grabbing the ball and dribbling down and, and you good and you make it a million dollars. No, practice and persistence and, and all these other elements, same thing that you have to do with your health. I didn't lose 250 pounds just because I snapped it off and said I wanted it gone. I had to work at it. You have to take your time and you have to work at it and realize what's more important. For me, it was losing weight. For them, it's basketball. So what are the steps that, whatever that goal is and whatever you're trying to achieve, what are the steps that you're going to do to get there? And that's where the practice comes in and the persistence and keep going and keep doing. Just like me, walking, I had to walk. I didn't walk, I didn't like to walk. I kept walking. I wanted to lose weight. So I keep walking, keep walking, keep walking, even at times when I don't want to. And then the weight comes off. And then I wind up being on a national TV show. All right. So um, do you have everything else that you got to stay focused? Um, do you have any new projects or anything that you want to kind of promote? Right there. <laughs> All right, tell us about it. I'm doing a new animated uh, series called Electric Negro. Um, people can check it out at electricnegro.com. It's actually, um, this is, uh, hang on one second here. Tell you real quick what it looks like a little bit. There you go. Okay, it's kind of like static shock. It kind of looked like a little, little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Well, but paying homage to Static Shock. Um, yeah, but I'm working on that. I've got uh, Denzel Whitaker, AJ McLean from the Backstreet Boys I'm working with right now. Currently in development uh, with a few networks, so, but I can't say anything about that. But it is um, 
Uh, it is in development right now, which I'm really excited about. And uh, yeah, people can go check it out. It's electricnegro.electricnegro.com. Uh, they can get behind the movement. Again, it's a new black superhero on on on, on the market, and ready to take storm. <laughs> can you like like without spoiling it? Can you tell us like a little bit about his backstory? A little I bit. I can't. I can't because it's it's constant. It, to be honest with you, uh, two of the networks that I'm in development right now. That story is a little bit uh, being uh, tweaked. Uh, mm-hmm. All I can say is he's the social media obsessed black teenager that uh, gets the powers of the electric Negro and is trying to make his way as a black black kid in America. So it's pretty um, much the average teenager of of today. Pretty much, but having superhero powers and how does that how does that how does that how does that play out? <laughs> a kid with superpowers. And black. So and I'm, yeah. And I'm glad you're working on something like that because like back when I was growing up, you know, Static Shock was the only black exactly. superhero yep. that I know. Um, and I want to do something different and bring something different to, unique to the table, even though I'm like I said, paying homage to Static Shock, but again, um, I'm also want to make fun. I want to poke fun. It's a cross between the boondocks and Deadpool. Oh, like that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, cross between, like I said, Boondocks and Deadpool. <laughs> no, but uh, I'm. I, it's coming. It's coming to fruition right now. I've been been uh, cultivating the idea for about five years now. Oh, five um, years! Wow. Yeah, five years was uh, thought of the idea. It was part of my superhero character that I kind of came up with because of the transformation that I've done. But um, that literally uh, transformed into something else. So. Uh, someone said, make this a TV show. I'm like, all right. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, I put my hat on and uh, away we go. Um, and like I said, uh, Denzel Whitaker from Black Panther has come on board. AJ McLean from the Backstreet Boys is on board. Um, and I'm working with a couple of other celebrities uh, in discussions right now to, to lend their voices, uh, which I'm really, really excited about. But yeah, everybody can join the movement, uh, electricnegro.com. Or if you want to check out the book, Balancing the Scales, go to Amazon. Yep. By the way, this is what the book looks like. <laughs> All right. I might check it out. Yeah, please. I'll send you a copy. All yeah. right. Cool. Cool. Yeah, I will. More than happy to. Yeah, right. But I really want people to get out there and, uh, yeah, and just, again, you know, I'm really happy to put out this, this project, Electric Negro, because I'm really excited about this project because it's coming from our lens. Just like you said, you, watch, you grew up watching Static Shock. You know, this is this is something I want to put out another character that's coming through the eyes of of of, of an African American. When can um, we expect it? Like the end of the year? Or, or <clears throat> year? To be honest with you, through development and jumping through all the hoops of corporate hoops, probably not till next year. But mm-hmm. um, things are still progressing uh, to move forward. But hopefully, we'll be able to strike a deal this year, get everything in development. You know, animators get a get an episode written. Hopefully, you know, through promotions. Hopefully by next year. But uh, who knows? It could move a lot quicker than that. So, um, I'm sitting at the table and uh, having those discussions and and be able to move forward from there.